Welcome to The Responsible Podcast. Your host, Stanley J. Targos III, is the founder of The Responsible Brand and The Responsible Network. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody. This is Stanley J. Targos III, your host of The Responsible Podcast. And today we've got a great topic, uh, responsible life events, being prepared for the known unplanned. And there's so many known things that are going to happen down the line that are unplanned, but we know they're going to happen. We just don't know when they're going to happen, which is why they are unplanned. So these are some of the seasons in life that we want to handle and tackle in a successful way with confidence, something that doesn't derail our life, something that we handle like a speed bump instead of an obstacle that really views as it blocks our view of the future. So the first one that I want to talk about when we think about being responsibly prepared for life events is debt. And we talk a lot about debt. And I want to tackle this one first because this one is one that we get emotional about. It's an intimate conversation. We tackled that in one of the previous podcasts, emotional and intimate relationship with our money. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. I'm not going to rehash everything we discussed then, but I will say that when we get into debt, it's emotional because we want to be responsible with how we're handling life and what we're doing, but getting into debt feels irresponsible. At certain points in our life, we need more debt than we actually are comfortable having. So when is it responsible to have debt? Well, I would say it's responsible when it's a part of what we need to grow so long as we can manage it and live with it, and it's intentional. So the intentionality of it behind it makes a big difference. Sometimes you have no control. Imagine if in the same week your, your roof fell off, your furnace went, your car got crashed, and you had to buy a new car, put a new roof on, roof on and get a new furnace. Well, that's uncontrollable, unintentional, massive amounts of potential debt if you're not sitting on a lot of cash. Any one of those things you might be able to manage. But at certain seasons in your life, you have a need for more debt. Think about college. People know when their kids are born, approximately 18 years after that birth, there's going to be this expense called college. Yet very few people save enough money to pay cash for college. It's not because they're not responsible and they don't have a desire to help their kids go to college and pay for it. It's because life happens along the way. So how do you responsibly plan for those life events, knowing that you've got this actually known planned event called college to pay for? Well, if you're like most of us, probably over 90% of America, your kids turn 18, they're in high school, and you think, where did those 18 years go by? How come we don't have six figures set aside and saved? If we would have just saved $3,000 a year for the last 18 years, we'd have dollars $60, $60, $70,000 set aside, and we don't even have $20,000. Well, if we look at how we handle college, and college is one of the things we're going to talk about in, in a few minutes, managing that debt makes a big difference. But we're not going to not do college because we have to have some debt. We're not going to put our life on hold or let our kids not achieve their dreams or be productive members of society because we have to have debt. It's a part of life as our family grows and if we manage it appropriately. 
things outside of college like buying a house, having children, getting a new car, changing jobs. All of those things can increase debt, but all of those things done responsibly don't derail your big picture. They're just part of that process. So when we think about responsibly preparing for that, one, if we have the opportunity to spend $60,000 or $30,000 on a car and we want to be responsible, do we need the $60,000 car? Do we need the $900 a month payment? Or can we live with the $350 or $400 a month payment? I was just having a conversation with someone this last week and they said, man, I really loved the $100,000 truck that I wanted to get, but I realized the $65,000 truck was thirty. dollars $5,000 less of a payment and it wasn't going to make that big of a difference in my quality of life. I would view that as a more responsible decision. I think the person who says, I'm never going to buy another truck again. This is the last truck I'm ever going to own. Maybe then you buy the $100,000 truck. But if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you have young family, you've got things that are going on, you have job transition, job change, you don't know what's happening, getting that lower cost truck makes a big difference. Maybe even buying a used truck at 35 or 40,000. Of course, depending on the market and how many miles you're buying and all that other stuff makes a difference, I get it. But just making a responsible decision, saving $35,000 in debt. Now that sounds like government math, right? I, I saved us a trillion dollars. I reduced the future budget from 5 trillion to 4 trillion. We're still three and a half trillion over budget, but I saved us a trillion dollars. We all know that's government math. We don't wanna play in that game. But we know in our everyday lives, we have decisions to make like that every single day that make a difference. And it's not always the difference between do I get the extra shot of espresso in my coffee and save the buck 50? Over time, that makes a big difference. But it's these responsible decisions when we have big debt decisions that make a difference. How do we manage it? And how are we comfortable knowing that, okay, we just bought a house, it's 350,000. I gotta spend another $30,000 on windows and I gotta finance the windows to the window company because I just bought the house. I don't have equity in the home at 0% for four years. Is that a good deal? Can I manage it? Well, that's a lot of money. That's a payment. That's something we have to take into consideration. When we have extra money, how do we make sure that we get that paid off in the zero interest time frame so that we're not burdening ourselves with catch up interest if that's part of the program. So managing it responsibly, knowing that for a four to five year window, we're gonna have excessive debt, but we're just in a season where things are combining all at the same time. So life events, debt is one life event that we wanna manage effectively and efficiently. It has a ripple effect over our lifetimes. It doesn't define us, but it has an impact. The second thing that I call life events are growing family needs. What is your family need? Is your family in a season where you have a superstar athlete and you guys are enjoying traveling and doing the lacrosse, hockey, football, baseball, basketball, volleyball, whatever sport your students involved in, gymnastics, skiing, whatever it is, and you decide as a family, you know what? We got a three-year window where we're going to travel. We're going to spend seven grand a year. We really only budget three grand a year. So we're going to go four grand a year in debt for the next three years. 
And it's not because we think we're going to get a college scholarship. It's because we want to do it. We're making an educated decision. We're investing in the memories for our family, and we're okay with that. Now, if you're already sitting on $100,000 of debt, that's probably not a good decision. But if your house is in pretty much good order, and it's a season, it's a life event, you want to invest in it, you want to take advantage of it, then probably make a decision, budget for it, and do it. That's a life event. You have a student who's a, a special learner, and you need to go to a, a private school or pay for additional education along the way. That's a life event. A medical emergency is a life event. Helping out a parent or a grandparent is a life event. Those are the kind of growing family needs that make a difference. So how do we responsibly handle them? Well, the first thing is we look at the dollars and cents and say, can we manage it? Were we responsible up to this point? Can we handle another $12,000 of debt? Can we handle the payment? Is our job secure? Is our house secure? Do we need to buy anything else like a car in the next two years where our credit score is important? Do we have the right people on our team to make it happen? Are we leveraging the CPA? Should we reduce what we put in our 401k and only go up to the match? Is that going to have an impact on our taxes or our tax refund? How can we prepare for the known unplanned? And it comes with understanding some of the strategies, knowing that we're going to have some of these events, some of these events happen over the next year, two years, three years, or five years. So do you have a CPA that you can bounce ideas off of? Do you have a responsible brand quarterback that talks to your stockbroker, your CPA, your health insurance person, your life insurance person, your estate planning attorney, your banker, your mortgage person? Can you quarterback those things and responsibly find ways to be more efficient over the next 12, 24, 36 months so that if you have to take 12 grand on in debt, maybe we reduce it from 12 grand to seven grand because we're being efficient in different areas because our house is in good order. Those are conversations that help us responsibly handle life events. Instead of just showing up saying, this is what I did and asking for forgiveness, putting our, maybe it's not even pride's not the right word, but putting that aside and going out and asking for help and asking for opinions, not on Facebook or Twitter, but with people who understand your situation, who have a vested interest in helping you succeed. The next area that we want to make sure we're being responsible, which we're calling life events, are big ticket items. Are you getting ready to buy college? And people don't think about that. College is a purchase. Are you going to go to the expensive in-state public university that you barely qualified for and pay full price? Are you going to go to the out-of-state private school that costs a little bit more on the sticker side, but maybe is the same price, but you're going to graduate in four years? Are you going to let your kids decide where they want to go because they need to have that experience and Maybe they don't want to do community college for a year because their friends aren't. What about buying the house? Are you going to upgrade your house or make a lateral move and get more land, get on a lake, get the first floor bedroom so that you don't have stairs in your older age, get the space so that you can have your in-laws or your outlaws move in 
in their older age, being prepared for that? Are you needing more space because your family's growing? Do you buy the house that's way stretching your budget? Do you buy the house that's way under your means that you're going to need to trade in again in three years? What about a car? Do you need a new car? We talked about the difference between 100,000, 65,000, and 35,000, so I'm not going to rehash that, but how many times are you going to need a car in the next two or three years? How many kids do you have? Is it a car that you're going to hand down to the kid that's going to be driving soon? Is it going to be your car? Is it the new family car? Is it going to be used just for commuting on short trips inside the neighborhood? Or is it going to be used for 30 to 60 minutes a day every day? Big ticket items like funding your retirement. People don't think about funding their retirement like a big ticket item, but it is. Are you funding your retirement, putting as much money as you can today, as far off into the future as possible, where it's worth less, maybe tax more, and where you need access to some of that cash over the next five or 10 years due to things like buying additional cars, budgeting for cash flow, paying for college? How do you manage those big ticket items in a responsible way? You know you're gonna retire, so that's not a, an unplanned event. The time that you retire might be a known unplanned. Your health along the way might be a known unplanned, but the fact that you're gonna retire is a known and you're planning for it. You just don't know when. So how do you manage those big ticket items with grace, with security, with confidence? Knowing that if you cut back on your 401k contributions, and start funding a Roth, or you make too much to fund a Roth and you wanna do something else, but you've got college coming up and two cars you need to buy, maybe you wanna buy that vacation home. Maybe you're thinking long-term that you wanna have a spot on the lake or next to the mountain or next to the hunting property where you and your kids and grandkids can get together on the holidays and create those living memories. Maybe that's the legacy you wanna leave and maybe now's the time to do it. The market's at the right place. You're sitting on enough cash. You got the wiggle room. Do you buy it on a 10-year payment plan? Do you buy it on a 15-year mortgage, a 30-year mortgage? How Do you want it paid off before you retire? Does it make sense to pay it off before you retire? How you manage those big purchases has an impact on your enjoyment of those big purchases. Are they a burden for you or not? but it also helps you manage the rest of life. It's a responsible part of the process that has a ripple effect in many other areas. So how you handle those has an impact. If you buy that second home on a 10-year mortgage and you don't have the ability to fund your retirement because you're putting all your money to pay that mortgage off, you get to retirement and you can't afford to retire because you don't have enough in your nest egg, was that a good decision? I don't think that's a responsible decision. I think there's balance that happens along the way. And that's where your responsible brand person comes in and our, and our case design team comes in and just looks at the math. What I love about the way we work is we're not emotional about your family or your money. We're emotional about your success and we let the math tell the story. And if responsibility means getting a 30-year mortgage and increasing your lifestyle when you retire by two grand a month, which more than covers your mortgage payment, then maybe that's the responsible way to go. I know that's hard to do math over the air, but 
if I have more money coming in because I got a longer mortgage and I had the ability to save for my retirement more efficiently and my income when I retire increased by more than my mortgage payment, then I should probably get the 30-year mortgage and fund my retirement instead of getting the 10-year mortgage and not. That's what we're looking at. That's what we mean by responsible. It's got to be responsible for you first, not the banks, the lending institutions, or the, quote, interest that you pay. It's putting you in a position to be responsible and have options. What about the responsible life events managing cash flow? And what I love about that mortgage conversation is that really comes down to cash flow management. If we take the cash flow that we manage in our lifetimes and we don't pay attention to it, we might transfer away two to three or $400,000 from our economy because we weren't responsibly paying attention to how we manage cash flow. And cash flow is an ongoing life event. For most people, they're not even aware that they are letting money slip through their hands. They look at what hits their account, they look at what's left at the end of the month, and then they start planning. What we're hoping to do is put in place a conscious competence around cash flow management so that it's a responsible part of our life. If we can responsibly control and manage our cash flow, it helps us make decisions on what kind of mortgage we get, how we fund our retirement, how long we pay for our kids' college, how many loans we take what kind of car we get, what size of loan we get. Cash flow management really has its tentacles in every piece of those decisions and every one of those life events. And if you haven't listened to the previous podcast on cash flow management, go back and listen to it. We do a deep dive in every area for how it works. But responsibly managing our cash flow, putting ourselves at the center of the strategy Instead of Dave, Rick, Susie, the talking heads, what the church says, what the bank says, what the mortgage company says, what Sally Mae says, what the IRS says. We want you to be in control of your cash flow. Because cash flow helps you pay down debt quicker. Helps with your growing family needs. Helps you decide how to purchase big ticket items. All of those have an impact on how you manage your cash flow. They also have an impact on how you enjoy life. Cash flow management has an impact for all of those things. But most people just think of that like budgeting, and it's not. Budgeting is like saying, I want to go on a diet. Managing cash flow is giving you permission to enjoy life. There's a difference. And everything we do at the responsible brand is about adding value and increase to how you handle life. We don't believe that diets work because diets only work while you're emotionally in a position to function with that diet. But the minute becomes inconvenient or uneasy, it's out the door. So we want to work under a model of increase. We want abundance. And I'm not talking about this universal, throw it out to the universe and it comes back to me abundance. I'm talking about God wants us to be good stewards of the gifts that we're given. And if we're trusted with a little, we'll be trusted with a lot. That means managing cash flow from the day you start your job until the day you, you go check off the planet and go meet your maker. 
no matter when you start managing cash flow, it's the best time if you haven't done it before. Because there's time between now and when you're gone that you can have an increase, that you can have better memories, that you can be a benefit to those around you, that you can help others, that you can teach something or share something with your kids and your family. Cash flow management is huge. It's just misunderstood and not taught. In fact, hasn't probably been taught since the grandparents, parents, and grandkids lived all on the same farm 120 years ago. The next responsible life event, being prepared for the known unplanned, is how do we enjoy life responsibly? If we just put our head down and work, 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 we miss out on watching our kids grow up. We miss out on those memories at, at Disney or at the roller coaster park. We miss out on hunting or camping with the family, the vacations, the memories, the lifestyle that we could have. We're not talking about taking $30,000 trips and all expense cruises all around the Mediterranean. Although if you have the ability to do that, I've never done it, but it's on my list too. At any budget, how do you enjoy life responsibly? That means when you don't have a lot of money, you want to spend more because you always feel like you're missing out. And I fall into that trap too. While it's only a couple bucks, we're at the dollar store, we're at the restaurant, it's $5 for the extra ice cream, let's just do it. Well, if I'm always just doing it, I'm really not being responsible. I'm actually taking away from the big opportunities to do something fun, like go to Cancun and celebrate a wedding for a family member. Or get invited to go to Texas and you can't go because you can't afford the airfare. But you want to put it on a credit card because it's a life event. Well, I don't want you to not manage life events because of money. I want you to manage your money so that you can enjoy the life events. But every event is not a life-changing event. If everything's breaking news, nothing's breaking news. As we've all seen as we watch the TV, every five seconds, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, we're numb to it. We can't allow that to happen with life events. Because when we do that, we wake up five years later and we're $100,000 in debt, our retirement's 100,000 underfunded, we still are in our mortgage, we've got extra bills that we don't need, and we have college coming down the line, and we gotta buy a new car. Well, if we enjoy everything as the last time we're ever gonna enjoy something, we're never gonna enjoy the future. We did a great one on how do you balance today while preparing for tomorrow? Go listen to that. It talks a lot about this. But there's a responsible way that we can manage life events. Your kids get married once, you know it's going to happen. Or you think it's going to happen. You just don't know when. So how do you budget the 10, 15, 20,000 you want to give as a gift to your kids to help them start their life? How do you budget for that 25-year anniversary? And it goes by like that. My wife and I have 20 years this year. I can't believe how fast it happened. You know, if you have kids, how fast it happens because your kids are getting out of high school, graduating college and starting their lives before you know it. And you're thinking just yesterday they were sitting on my lap wanting to snuggle with me.
And just like me, I've gone through seasons where I went and pulled the trigger on the Disney trip and I knew if I didn't do it, I probably would miss it. God has a way of giving me what I need exactly when I need it, if I trust him. But I don't always follow that gut. Sometimes I try to take the bull by the horns and control things myself. And that's when it spins out of control. And that's when I look back and think, did I really need to buy three timeshares? Was that wise or was that impulse? Well, that was not wise. There's no way I could have used it. The annual fees burdened me. We never, I mean, it was just bad decision-making. The first one might've been good, but the other two were not. That's me imposing my will on what I thought was the last chance that I'd ever get to do something. And it was an expensive mistake. And it probably cost $30,000 to $60,000 over a few year period, which means it's probably three dollars to $400,000 that is in my future that I wasted because I chose to be irresponsible with life events. So I do this and I'm learning too. Now I've learned when I go on vacation, don't go on the timeshare pitch because I'm not strong enough to say no. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. What about legacy? I want to be responsible and I want to leave a legacy to my kids, to my grandkids, to my church and charity. It's more than just money. It's the memories. It's the lessons. It's the education. It's the knowledge. It's everything that we pass down from this generation to the next generation. It's what the greatest generation gave to the boomers. And we, send, we tend to lose the idea that legacy is still relevant today for me and for my kids, for you and for your kids. What's your legacy? I do want to leave a dollar amount to my kids and grandkids. I think that's important. My wife thinks that it's important. We want to leave a legacy to the church, charity, and the schools that we support. Because we think that's important. But I also want to leave a legacy. We talked about the cottage. My grandparents had a great cottage. I want to do the same thing for my kids. I want it based on what I view as important. I want it structured the way that I think it's important. I want my kids to want to bring their kids. And I want to structure it with the right legal entity so that it's functionable without them having to spend any money so that if they decide to be missionaries and give their lives to God on the battlefield, that money doesn't make them lose the legacy I want to leave them. And I want the legacy to be hard work, passion, using their God-given skills and talents to grow God's kingdom. I don't just want to leave them a million dollars so they go to... Amsterdam to the Lego championship of the world every year and blow the money. I want them to enjoy it, but I want them to have a foundation and a legacy of being wise and being good stewards of the gifts they're given and thinking about the kids, the grandkids, the great grandkids and three generations deep. What am I leaving behind? Are my kids watching me be a, a, a miser and, and stingy and, not enjoying life, well, the, the rubber band effect of that is they're going to grow up and be completely the opposite. So how do I balance saving for my future, making sure my kids enjoy today, preparing for my wife and mine's tomorrow, saving, accumulating debt at the right times, paying it off at the right time, building my savings, my emergency fund, responsibly managing my cash flow, 
How do I do that? That's really what we're talking about. It's a balancing act. And it's really not about balance. It's about work-life enjoyment, fulfillment. It's not about, I need to spend 30 hours at work and 30 hours at home. It's about fulfillment. When I'm at work, am I fulfilling my needs? When I'm at home, am I fulfilling the emotional needs? Is my money fulfilling the needs where it's working? Am I instilling the right actions, attitudes, morals, and ethics in my kids and grandkids? Am I living it? Am I doing what I'm saying? Or am I saying, don't do what I say? Or do what I say, don't do what I do. You know the, you know what I'm getting at. I want them to look at what I'm doing and say, dad's living the way he's talking. He doesn't just say it, he does it. And he does it cheerfully. And genuinely. And generously. And wisely. What we know is that debt, your growing family needs, your big ticket items, cash flow management, enjoying life events responsibly, and your legacy are all part, part of the financial stability that's the foundation of all of it. And we spent a lot of time at the Responsible Brand talking about building your emergency fund, building your savings, making sure you're funding the right buckets the right way and you're not overfunding one bucket more than you need or underfunding one bucket and making it anemic. That stability gives us permission to go and enjoy life. But if we don't have that stability, everything else is haphazard. It's a gamble. It's a risk. It's not controllable. It's not duplicatable. It's not predictable. What we want at the responsible brand is something that's predictable, manageable, that allows you to predict how much enjoyment you're going to have, predict when the unplanned event hands happens, which five or six areas you can go to to solve the problem. When we build a strategy at the responsible brand, even if you're brand new, the safety net might be a $2,000 credit card. While that might not be your ideal safety net when you're 60, when you're 23, that's probably the best safety net you have. Every phase of life can be built upon. We talk about it constantly. Our goal is education for the next phase of life financially. Our mission, to change the landscape of America one family at a time, by empowering the leader with facts, not fear. So they can make educated decisions that move their family forward. The problem is, our education over the last 30, 40 years has left this behind. The news bites and sound bites you get on the TV and all the information we have speak to products, not solutions. So how do we responsibly handle life events? How are we responsibly getting prepared for the known unplanned events that are going to happen. We have to have a team. We have to have a strategy. We have to have an understanding of how money works. We have to understand what our goals are, what our priorities are, what our values are. We have to get on the same page with our spouse and then our kids. We have to make sure that we're paying attention. We can't be too, too broke to pay attention. Because we're going to wake up at 65 and it's not going to be what we designed, what we desired, 
or what we hoped for. We're going to say, how did life pass me by? I was lulled to sleep. I was on autopilot for 30 years. How come no one shook me and woke me up? Well, the responsible brand, we're not going to shake you. We're just going to share with you better information so you can make better decisions moving forward. We're going to disrupt the thought process from the old school way of doing things, the traditional planning way that doesn't work anymore. And we're going to empower you to make better decisions based on facts, not fear. For what's important for you and your family. I don't want to impose my values on your family. That's why we do such a great job of gathering data and designing solutions that are custom for you. So listen, I know this is a lot. I know this is fun. I love this stuff. I'm passionate about it. I hope you are too. I hope you're learning better questions to ask. I hope you're learning better conversations to have around the water cooler with your friends and family. And I hope this information has been a benefit to you and your family. The responsible brand wants to grow the understanding of how money works. Please, if this has been a value, share this podcast with others and reach out to your responsible team to have a better conversation. And may God bless your day. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. For new and relevant information just like this, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and interact with the responsible community on all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.